I'm Farhan Dalla, transformational trainer, and welcome to Elevate Your Life, a transformational podcast, an invitation to take the journey towards your deepest self. It is my intention to inspire you to connect, move, and meditate. We'll tap in, tune in, and dive in, and together learn and reflect from authentic, real, and transformative conversations. Let's get started. Today, we are talking signs from heaven with my guest, Dr. Kathleen Ripley Green. But before I begin this podcast, I have to give a shout out to my nephew, Ali Khan, who was really interested in having me do a topic with mediums. He has um, an interest and really enjoyed the episode that I did with medium Jody Levon, and he asked me to do more episodes like that. And when it came to doing this particular topic, I couldn't think of anyone other than Kathy to do this with. Um, but I do want to say, Ali Khan, I love you, and I miss you and the family out in Vancouver. <laughs> so today, we're, like I said, we're talking with Dr. Kathy, Kathy Ripley Green. And all I ask is that you listen with an open mind. Maybe you know a little bit about mediumship, or your curiosity was perked up a bit more after listening to my previous episode with Jody Levon, The Happy Medium. But wherever you are, I hope today's podcast offers a deeper insight and understanding about how our departed loved ones can give us signs and messages from the other side. This is an invitation for you to learn how you can connect with your loved ones who have transitioned. And now I would like to introduce to you Dr. Kathy Ripley Green. Dr. Kathy Ripley Green connects with and communicates with those loved ones who have passed to spirit. It is her belief that we never die, we just change. And I totally agree with this. <clears throat> As an evidence-based medium, she requires spirit to offer information and evidence you can validate, proof that they are who they say they are, so you will recognize them beyond any doubt. Dr. Kathy Ripley Green has been described as a healer, a teacher, wise, intuitive, and connected to spirit. She is a sought after evidence based medium whose life work is to make the world a better place by helping others become more in tune with their connection with spirit. Dr. Kathy Ripley Green retired from her 27 year practice of chiropractic in 2017 to pursue her other work with spirit, which has been a life long experience. Welcome, Dr. Kathy Ripley Green. How are you today? Woo, I am awesome. That sounded pretty impressive, if I do say my, so myself. Hey, so shout out to Ali Khan. Ali yeah. Khan, hello. <laughs> I love it when young people are interested in this because, Farhan, I think you would agree with me that the sooner we know about this, the sooner we accept that there are forces and connections that are beyond our, you know, consciousness right now, um, the, I think the easier our life is, you know, life's, life's challenging enough, but let's have a little faith, let's have a little support from spirit, right? Absolutely. And I love that you said we can have some support from spirit, because that is exactly what they are here for. And, um, I think as we dive in, hopefully we'll give people some insight on how they can lean on their departed loved ones, because really that relationship doesn't end simply because they transition. And in fact, it can get stronger. 
I completely agree with you. This is going to be like the mutual admiration podcast because, yes, that is the absolute truth. My father's in spirit. He passed about 11 years ago. And let me tell you, we had a lovely relationship. I enjoyed my father and loved him very dearly and was very sad and grieved and, you know, still. However, there is a different sense and a new sense of closeness. And I... It's kind of unexplainable until you experience it. And I kind of don't want people to experience it because that means someone that they love has to pass. But for those that do, I'm right there with you. Yes. And it's not just people, but it's also our pets because they can offer us support as well. Yep. Um, So Kathy, do you want to share how we met? (laughs) Because... I can share how we met, but I can't tell you when it was because let's just say it was a while ago, but there were, yeah, it was right. But we've only met in person twice. Twice. That's right. So the first time we met was um, less of a connection than the second time we met. So the first time we met, we were in Maine and Mm -hmm. we were at uh, the John Holland, um, remember there was like a hundred psychic and mediums, you know? And I mean, it was like, oh my God, the energy was in, in just amazing. So and this I is a workshop you... for psychic and oh. mediums who are practicing yeah. mediumship, right? And right. I do want to say that I do have mediumistic abilities, but I'm not working professionally like Kathy is doing readings. I have done readings in the past, but I did go to this workshop because I was starting to develop that side of me. And that's how you and I first met. met. Oh, well, you know, you are fantastic. And I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, John Holland asked some of us to, you know, like uh, demonstrate. Get on stage. I'm like, well, yes. I'll, I'll do it. And you were like, I'll do it. You know, we had quite a lot of confidence. I think he um, picked and it was- me, but I certainly did not have my hand up. <laughs> oh, you didn't. I didn't. No. I, I think I don't actually remember, but he, he chose some of us because I think yes. as he was watching us work in the workshop and such. And I remember laughing hysterically when you were up there because he was trying to give you some sort of advice or whatever. And you already knew what he was going to say. And we're right. going to do that next. And it was just kind of a fun moment. But it was really the second workshop that we went to. Um, there were less people there. I think there was maybe about half or so. And it was more intense and all that. And I just liked you. I just felt attracted to you. I just felt the click with you. And also our our mutual friend Galit, you mm. know, um, it was just a very special relationship, wonderful weekend. And we've just stayed in touch. Yes. And it's not like we're talking every week about the weather or, you know, any, but we, we have a connection and, and uh, I love you. Thank and, you. I love and, you too. Yes. Yeah. Here I am in Massachusetts and you're in Toronto and, and um, we're connected. Yeah. And, you know, I did not have any sort of practice or pre-experience getting on stage in front of people. Like most of my work was all one-on-one. So I was petrified. And then at that second workshop, he put me on stage again. I, I know. Like, oh my God. But I do remember watching you in the first one thinking, wow, oh. she is amazing. Oh. And I was so in awe of you. And I also love the fact that you come from a chiropractic background and I come from a physiotherapy background, Yes, which is awesome because, you know, we yes. have that right brain, left brain balance sort of happening. And uh, we see beyond just the body and that we are in the healing professions of both the body and the spirit. And, uh, you know, it, it, in both professions, like it's, 
it's uh, incredible how we um, have had that experience too. Um, to me, it's uh, it's it's sort of like we're in the healing arts. So whether we are physicians, physiotherapists, counselors, dentists, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, massage therapists, Reiki therapists, we're in the healing arts and it's just uh, moving energy. And I know that you agree with me that we are just a big, beautiful blob of pure positive energy wrapped up in a body. Um, and uh, that's why I know that when we leave this life um, from the physical, we move into, I believe, our spiritual or our non-physical body. Um, and when I was working with my patients, boy, you know, they'd walk in the door and I'd say, uh, you know, Joni, um, what's really making you angry today? She'd go, oh, bah, 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 bah. And then I'd work on her body and, oh, her low back pain would release because she was mm. releasing her anger, you know? Right. So it really is hand in hand. It, it, it really is when we're working with people around people in their energy, in their aura, or we could call it scientifically their biofield. Um, it's like a match made in heaven, so to mm. speak. And so I think we're blessed to be able to be connected that way, physically, mentally, spiritually, energetically. Yeah. And so I know today you are going to do a demo for us, which I'm really excited yes. about. And we're going to do that maybe in a bit, um, but you're going to be reading me and I'm going to be totally open to whoever comes through and uh, kind of curious to see who wants to say hello to me. But I thought it would be really cool to do this demo so that people who've never experienced um, a reading can get an idea of, of what you do in action and what I do in action. Um, but that said, let's rewind a little bit and start off with, you know, a basic question like when did you first realize that you had the ability to communicate with our loved ones on the other side? So the way that I tell the story is I was in elementary school and I was about nine or 10 years old and I was in my bedroom. And I don't know if you did this growing up, but we would go to school all day and then we'd come home and play school. But when we came home, I would be the teacher, you know, and that was the fun part. That was the twist. And I remember I was so in my right brain. Of course, I didn't know that then, but I was so in my imagination and my creative brain. And I was giving my students a history exam, my imaginary students. And in the middle of walking around full-blown imagination, I heard a voice in my head. It wasn't my creation. It got in my head. And it said, when you are older, you will be psychic. And I had never heard the word before. I didn't know what psychic meant, but I got really excited, really, really excited. And then I went down to dinner and forgot all about it. So, and then I remembered that, you know, when we grew up back here, um, my family grew up, we grew up in a, a Catholic church and that's because my parents did and their parents did. And, you know, and um, when we grew up that way, we had, um, in the first or second grade, what they call first Holy Communion. And I remember Farhan watching myself from above. I remember watching us all up at the altar, all the good little girls and boys in their white dresses and their white suits. I watched us like with the priests there in front of us and such. And I never told anybody about it because I just thought it was normal, you know? So somehow I was outside of my body, you know, watching. 
those are the earliest things I remember, but I wasn't the kid who woke up at night and saw Aunt Agnes, you know, floating around in her bedroom or, you know, right. and then it, it just became that I was the one that the friends would go to with the problems and the issues. And I have two dear friends that I have one from elementary school, and one from high school. And they would tell you now, oh, Farhan, Kathy told us things all the time. And then, then they would happen. But you see, and I want to make a point here. Um, it's a teachable moment for everybody who's listening. I just thought it was me and normal because guess what? And you would agree. It is just us and it is just normal. We just put a name on it. And, you know, for example, I watch some of your videos when you're doing these incredibly amazing uh, complicated exercise routines. And I would say like, you have much better strength than me, much better coordination. And so I could do those things, but it would look very messy. And I'd have to have a lot, you know, less uh, weights and nobody's going to pay me to work out with them. Right. But so everybody has their, their gifts and their talents and their abilities. So if people would just understand that it's really normal to have these senses and these connections, they could use them more and feel more comfortable with them. But everybody doesn't have to be like you working people out and, you know, and everybody doesn't have to be like me doing this as a profession. It just serves us in our daily lives. Agreed, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so, you know, I'm curious because you obviously work with a lot of people who are going through some heavy stuff, you know, grief yeah. is a huge part of the process, but for you personally, um, how do what does grief look like, or how does it show up for you? For me personally, people I think think that if you're a medium, a professional medium, that you don't suffer grief, and that's not true at all. So I have been very blessed in my life to only have really lost most people when they were more on the aged end of the spectrum, but that kind of makes it worse because you've had them, you know, for so long. And um, even though I did lose a dear, dear uncle when I was younger, most people, like for example, a dear family friend just passed recently, he was 93, you know? So when it really hit me, the biggest was actually part of one of the reasons I you know, really became public with my abilities because I kept them on the down low for a long time because I, I grew up here in Massachusetts, but I moved to California when I was 19. And in California, things were a little bit more open and easy flowing. And then when I moved back here, um, when we opened our wellness center, chiropractic wise, I'm not even exaggerating. People thought we were a little bit odd because we were offering massage therapy. And I thought, oh dear Lord, if they think that's bizarre. How can I do this? You know, um, so I kept it, you know, quite quiet. But about 20-ish uh, years ago now, a very dear friend became very, very ill. And uh, she passed after four years, um, uh, a journey through breast cancer. And it was a wake-up call for me because it, it was like, you, you could be gone, Kathy. You better open your heart and open your mouth and start doing the sharing. The grief was a astounding. And she was a dear, dear friend. And we actually took care of her because she didn't have family here. She wasn't married. She didn't have children. And she was very spiritual. She was a psychotherapist, very psychic, beautiful, beautiful person. 
And what the grief looked like for me was exhaustion, um, malaise, disconnection, didn't care. I, I would be on autopilot. I would cry every day. I would um, think I saw her or heard her. Um, the same thing when my father died. Oh, that was crushing. Losing a parent, which you dearly, dearly know, crushing. Um, not knowing how to you know, process it. But I will say this to you. The night my friend Judy died, I was with her, blessed to be with her, have been blessed to be with quite a few people as they passed, blessed, hard experience, but so beautiful, uh, so intimate. The night she passed, I came home and I was exhausted. And I said to my husband, Craig, I think if it's all right with you, I'm going to sleep alone tonight. And I'm so tired. I just have to go to bed. Of course, he understood. So she had been passed at that point for about five hours. I laid my head down on the pillow and with no exaggeration in my mind, now that's important for people as mediums, we don't hear it in the air. We hear it in our head. I heard in her voice, which is even unusual. It's usually my voice. I heard cat because that's what she would call me. And I was like, oh my gosh, Judy. And my first question to her, and this is going to be important for your listeners, my first question to her was, Judy, what is it like? Because we had talked about it extensively, right? Wondering, thinking, you know, she was very open in the four years about, you know, talking about the process of death and dying. And, and she said to me from spirit, it's everything we ever talked about and more, so much more. And you're not going to understand it until you get here. Now, Fahan, she's been there for five hours, you know. Then I said to her, and this is mind blowing. I said to her, Judy, and this is what so many people want to know. Are you happy? And her answer still gives me the chills. She said, I am happiness. Wow. I am happiness. Yeah. And I thought she was trying to show me that now she's energy. It, it's a consciousness commingled. Um, again, like she said, we're not going to understand it until we're there, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, for about 10 minutes, she talked about gratitude and thanks because there were so many people that helped her in so many different ways. Literally, we were running her life, you know, um, uh, I don't remember any of it, just that she did that. But verbatim, what I just told you, those two questions I asked her, that's exactly, you know, how I heard it. So I, grief, grief approaches me just like everybody else. And the one thing that saves me is that I know it is my belief, and I do not ask anybody to believe like I believe, is my belief that there is a continuum and that we go from body to non-body to body to non-body. How many years? I don't know. How many lifetimes? I don't know. Um, but I'm telling you, um, grief hits us all. Yes, it sure does. And I could relate to many of the ways in which it showed up for you. And on one particular weekend in January, I was in the midst of a hugely intense grief wave and you came to my mind and I thought about contacting you and I brushed it off. And like many times when we're 
in need of support, sometimes we think, oh, I don't want to bother them. And I honestly don't know why your name in particular came to me that day as to someone I should reach out to. And I have a Rolodex of friends and mediums and an incredible network of support. But on this particular day, it was your name that popped in my head and it wouldn't go away. But nonetheless, I pushed it aside. And that was on January 23rd. On the 24th, I was walking on a trail, doing a hike in the winter. And I received a message from you on Facebook. Do you want to tell our listeners what your message was all about? Sure, sure, sure. So here's the thing. I am going to tell them, but I am going to say to everybody, even you and I do the thing where we feel the intuitive hit and we don't take action on it. And I teach people when you get that, that feeling, obey it, you know, but sometimes we don't. But I think it was great because this is the way it was supposed to happen. On the 24th, so I guess it would be early in that morning. I Well, I don't remember the timing, but when I awoke, I said, oh, my God, I must be in touch with Farhan. What had happened was I had had a dream, but the dream was more of a vision. And the reason why I know it was a vision and a visit is because I can remember it pretty much exactly like it happened right now. And it's so many months later. In this vision, in this dream, I was sound asleep. Um, I was in this huge, this big room in this huge circle of people. So maybe it was like a meditation circle or I don't even know what it was. And I was sort of looking around the room, looking at the people. And all of a sudden, I looked across this this big space and I saw you, you know, sitting there uh, and I was like, oh, my God. And just when I saw you, you saw me. And then we got up and we started to approach each other. So we kind of ended up sort of in the middle of the circle. And it wasn't our circle. There was some woman there who was like in charge of it, you know, who was running this thing. And I was squeezing the heck out of you because I was trying to give you this hug of love because I knew you were grieving. And at that point, the, the, the woman in charge, the teacher, whatever, she, the program director, she basically let us know that she wasn't too pleased with us because we were disturbing <laughs> her thing, you know, and boom, left side of the screen, out comes your mama. And she says to the instructor, um, it's okay, it's okay. Um, uh, Kathy is giving my son my love because you see I have died and she is expressing my love to him for me. And the teacher was quiet and you and I just, you know, stood there and embraced. And then we just burst out laughing, hilariously laughing because your little sweet, tiny little mama who I never met, but I loved. She was basically saying to the, you know, the whole room was silent and your mother looked um, because I had only seen her in pictures and videos when she was older. She looked quite young. She had a head full of dark, dark hair and she was wearing a beautiful um, floral dress sort of of her culture, you know, and I just couldn't wait to tell you. So I sent you the Facebook message. And my jaw dropped. I was dead stopped in my tracks and I was on this hike. And I remember I was with my cousins and I immediately like was blown away because 
I knew that I wanted to contact you and I didn't, but my mother <laughs> connected us from yes. the other side and made sure that I got the message that was clearly intended to be delivered by you. So again, I can't thank you enough for being the messenger for that. But the story gets a little more interesting still because that morning I did a meditation listening to a guided CD that was gifted to me by John Holland, who you know, led the um, instructor training workshops that you and I both attended to. And this CD is called The Bridge, and it helps you connect with your departed loved ones. And so I'd listened to the meditation and I saw what I, what I thought was my mom. And I was kind of doubting myself. She appeared to me and um, I was like, I'm not really sure. Is that really her? But I mentioned that to you and you wrote, and I'm going to read this. Okay. It's so difficult to believe this when we are doing it for ourselves, but Dukkha, believe it, believe it. And then... I was like, what? And then you wrote, what the heck is Dukkha? I didn't type that, <laughs> LOL. It basically, you were, you were typing, but that word came out of nowhere and you didn't write it. And I knew immediately what it meant because in my language, Dukkha means to suffer. And you went and looked it up and you validated that in Hindi, but also in my language, which is a dialect of an, of an Indian language called Kachi. And the word is similar in Hindi as well. And you found the Hindi translation and you wrote, my goodness, it seems she knows you are suffering. Grief is so painful. Oh, oh. see, see, oh, I totally did not remember that part because um, I remembered the dream as if it was my experience, but I didn't, I, that's, oh, I'm just a little bit blown away. And I, I give her so much credit. And the other part of this is, is that, you know, I basically many, many years ago as a child was psychic before I was ever a scientist, but Farhan, I have a ton of science in this brain because that my doctorate is in, of course, biology and chemistry, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so what I know as a scientist is that we use science as a language to explain things. I don't believe that science proves things. We can then use what we figured out, we make, you know, like equations and stuff. But why I'm saying this is because in spirit, um, when we are out of the physical, there is no time. And there, there are ways that they can touch us that we don't know and can't explain. And our conscious mind can never make sense of it because it's just impossible. And I think it's called, we need to call it faith or something or belief. Somehow your mother inserted that word. And then I thought, oh, I must have like typed something. I'm like, what? No, how did that happen? And the timing of it, I love it that you didn't follow your intuition. I think your mother, because she's in spirit, doesn't follow a timeline. You and I, we live in linear time, right? Today is today Monday. I don't even know what today's Monday. Anymore, November but, the 8th. Okay. Yes. All right, today is Monday, you know, um, and we're meeting at a certain time, a day, a week, a year, linear time. But once we're out of our body and once when we're asleep, we don't know what time it is, you know. Um, and so my purpose in saying this is that 
<clears throat> I think your mom was approaching me and approaching you and somehow making the connection. And the, the thing that your audience doesn't know um, and that I have told you before, and I, I don't actually know if you believed this, but well, I know you believed this part. So four years ago, I had a very, very near fatal motorcycle accident. And I mean, I was banged up with 26 fractures and, a, a, you know, a, a lung puncture. I mean, please for her, the list, right? And you were giving your mother exercises and you had that beautiful little um, kyphotic, you know, meaning just bent forward with a, you know, hunched, you know, leaning. You had her and she was doing her exercises on the counter and up and down. And I tell you, she inspired inspired me because I said to my husband, look at Farhan's mother. If she can do this, I can do this, you know, and you did that a number of times. And I'm telling you every time. And I know I would write to you and I would say, oh, hi, Farhan's mama. I love you because it really was love. You know, mm -hmm. she was an inspiration to me and I didn't. So see, I think your mother knew when she had passed. I don't know if you ever said to her, I don't think you did. My friend Kathy loves you. I don't know. But I think she knew that we had a connection mm -hmm. and that she used it, you know, because, because she could. Yeah. And she did it really well. And she's, she's done it a few times in very profound ways. Um, yep. Least expected, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll share a recent experience. Um, it was the anniversary date of her passing on October 29th. And I decided I didn't want to be in town and I went to Vancouver and I spent it with my nephews and I met my nephews, you know, kids for the first time. And it was just a great trip. But on the actual date of her passing, I went on a hike with a former classmate of mine from physiotherapy school. And we did this beautiful hike. And I had asked her that day, can you please give me a sign that you're with me? After that hike, I was meeting another classmate, a former classmate of mine for a different hike in a different part of Vancouver and not knowing the roads very well, I was using and depending on my GPS system. Well, while I was driving from the one trail to the next, I was listening to a podcast on grief that day, a different one. It's called the Good Morning Podcast, which I've referred to in my previous episodes. It's two lovely ladies from Australia, Sal and Imogen. And um, I was listening to one of their episodes and I was trying to navigate how to get to the next trail when I suddenly lost signal and my GPS stopped working. Now the podcast was still playing, but I wasn't sure where I was and I was trying to get a bearings of, you know, where I was and where I needed to go. And so I was kind of fumbling a little bit with my phone, but I was driving and, you know, my hands were on the steering wheel for the most part. And then I put my phone down again and just started to drive, trying to figure out hopefully that I would get signal at some point. Well, all of a sudden my podcast that I was listening to stopped playing. And it went to my podcast, to my most recent episode. And this particular podcast episode was on grief waves. And I recorded one of the voicemail messages that my mom had left me. Oh, wow. And it went right to the marker of where that voicemail message was. And her voice comes on. 
and the voicemail message comes on and I was like, Unbelievable. in the world? So I'm driving, I'm a bit lost. And then this happens and I and don't then know. You're found. And then, yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like it went right to that part of that podcast where my, where her voicemail message was and I heard her speak to me. And so then I drove a little bit, the GPS kicked in and I got to where I needed to go. I got out and then I had to process and sort of internalize what had just happened, but I got my sign. Yeah. You got a big, you got a loving, you I got, got a, really a big, big huge sign. loving. That's yeah. fantastic. It makes me want to, to say to anybody who happens to listen to your podcast, ask for signs and then let them come as they do. So don't say, hello, mom, if you're in spirit and listening to me today, I'd like you to send me a brown cow um, with uh, a very long tail. And I want the cow to say moo, 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 moo. Uh, and then you get instead a kitty cat or, you know, a brown cat. It, we have to let the messages and the signals and the signs come from them on their own terms. But we can ask. We can ask. Farhan, that is amazing and fantastic and perfect. And how does it happen? You and I don't know scientifically, but what we do know is that energy, energy waves. So you're in, okay, this is a joke I say to everybody because years ago I learned the song, Oh, Canada. So whenever I talk to somebody in Canada, I say, Oh, you're in Oh, Canada. <laughs> you know, um, you're in Canada. I'm in Massachusetts, you know in the States here. And yet here we are, we're, we're, we're on this connection together. And how is it possible? It's through energy waves. We have named them Wi-Fi. We've named it internet, radio waves, microwaves, um, you know, like when we're doing ultrasonic waves, x-rays, we gave these energy waves names and we've learned how to harness them. And so if we can be talking to each other and perfectly crystal clear, you know, through energy waves, then why wouldn't we expect our loved ones who pass to be able to communicate with us through energy waves? But we remind ourselves they do not have the physical apparatus to talk to us. That's why I always say I communicate with them. And you know the same thing. They use the internal vision. They use the internal voice. So a lot of people miss messages from their loveys because they say, yeah, but that was in my head voice. That's the voice. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they don't have a voice. You know, they can't. My friend Judy did put her voice in my head, but that's rare. That you know? is rare. Yeah, it is rare and it's rarer, more rare because rarer, is that a word? Um, more rare are the people who hear it outside of it, like in the room. I've only heard that once in my lifetime and it was a little bit off-putting. So I'm like, yeah, no, in my head is, is fine. And then spirit will put impressions on us physically. So when I'm working with somebody, I might feel, I'll say, there's a big pressure in my chest. Did your, your loved one die through the chest, heart or lungs? Yes, you know, um, or they might uh, show me, um, uh, uh, ooh, sometimes if they've had an accident, or whatever, they'll show me the body part, you know, the, 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 the
makes me feel like a pain in my abdominal region. Oh yes, they had bladder cancer. You, you see, you know, um, and then they just put thoughts into our heads, you know, and, and, and things. And these are the ways that we do the interpretations, but they don't have a voice box. They don't have a physical body, but they must give us information that we can relate to. So for example, um, when I saw your mom in that vision, I didn't recognize her as your mom because of what she looked like, because I didn't know her when she was younger. You know, I, I, I didn't know what she looked like or anything. I just knew it was her, you know, it was a feeling, you know, and that happens, um, you know, uh, to, so basically they're talking to us in their own language, which is vibration, which is an energy wave, which is why your mother could affect a radio wave or a phone wave or it's but boy the scientist in me wants to know exactly how it works I'd love yes. to know and you being a chiropractor they probably use that skill set to communicate information with regards to body parts or anatomy or physical sensations yeah. in certain organs or bones or joints and, yeah. you know, if you ask for a sign, you don't necessarily have to be a chiropractor, but they'll communicate with you in ways in which they know you'll understand to receive the language. So just be open that they know you well enough to give you the sign so that you understand that it's for you and what it means for you. I 100% back you up on that. And, and don't miss the signs, you know, mm -hmm. like it, you, you don't want to make anything fit. That's one of my golden rules. Don't make anything fit. But, you know, um, I, uh, I'm very comfortable talking about the body, any organ or tissue, any process. So they do use a lot of the body stuff with me. But also when I was younger, I was very involved with music, playing some instruments and things. So I get a lot of songs. Uh, this is funny because today I was well with a client and I, I said to her, now I'm hearing a song in my head and it was a song actually from France, but it was Alouette, Jean de Alouette. And I said, now does this make some sense to you? Well, not really. I said, well, do you have any French Canadian roots? Because so, yes. So spirit has some certain things with me as a medium and with you and with other mediums that they'll use over and over again, because we've developed these little shortcuts kind of, you know, um, but when you're in grief too, Farhan, and you know this so well, it's like this cement wall just dams up all the emotions and the connections. And people say to me quite often, you know, but I, you know, she's been gone for six weeks and I haven't heard, I haven't had a sign. And I'm like, I'll bet you have had a sign or two or five, but you're in such deep grief that you just can't process it. And that's okay because they're going to keep trying. And I also tell people, I'm a sign. If somebody comes to me and I make the connections, I'm a sign, you know, um, so we have to be gentle with ourselves for sure, but grief is ongoing. It's a journey. We are never the same. Just like, you know, you have some new babies in your family, you said, right? With your nephew, yes. you know, your life is forever changed because they came into your world and then you got to actually meet them and touch them and be with them, you know, in Vancouver, your life is forever ever changed it can never be the same again and it's the same way when we exit as well 
very painful. Life isn't the same, but we move along. We have our experiences. We do have joys. Um, and, um, you know, you're, you're still um, just finishing the first cycle of, of the nature's seasons of grief. And once we get through the first of everything, we can say, oh, thank gosh, I made it through. But there's an odd energy that happens for a lot of people. I'm not saying it's happening for you. It certainly has happened for me. After the first year, we start to rise up out of the deepest grief. And I felt like, okay, dad, you can come back now. I made it through a year without you. And then it's after the second year, moving into the third, that I started to notice, hey, dad, did you see? Or hey, dad, can you give me a hand with this? You know, it became a little bit more normal. So everybody has to just be gentle with themselves and give themselves time and be patient with themselves and don't let anybody anybody tell you how you should or shouldn't be grieving yes i absolutely agree with that um your grief process is unique for you there is no right or wrong way to do this there is no map to get through um right. there are stages and you can experience any of those stages at any particular time in any combination that yep. doesn't make you different than anybody else. It just means that this is your process and you're going through it the way it's meant for you. Absolutely. Have you heard of this book, Farhan? This book, It's Okay That You're Not Okay. Yes, it's by this beautiful author, Megan Devine. This is a great, in her subtitle, Meeting Grief and Loss in a Culture That Doesn't Understand. And so I know that there are different cultures in the world that understand more so than like the typical American culture, you know, or whatever that typical American culture is. Um, but this book is, it's amazing because she, the, the author lost her husband and the book is really terrific about um, letting us understand that it's okay that we are not okay because you and I know we aren't okay when somebody that we love dies. We aren't yeah, okay. We so aren't true. okay at all. All right. Are you ready for a little demonstration? I think it sounds like you're ready. Oh, uh, yeah. But did you have, if, if there's something else you want to cover before we, we do well, this? You know, I have one more quick question. Um, oh, please. If you wanted yeah. to share maybe some of your, your experiences with some signs from heaven that you've received either personally oh, sure. or you know, with uh, a client that you've worked with, I'm sure there's like tons Absolutely. and you have to narrow it down and maybe pick one and maybe a but short I one. have two, I, I'm going to give you two little shorties. Okay. I'll go back to my friend, Judy, who passed. And um, before she passed, I said to her, now, listen, you're going to be deceased soon. You know, we were very open, candid. We'd had a lot of joking about it, you know, and then with <laughs> Farhan, we actually talked about the fact that I was pre-grieving guess what? No, it doesn't work that way. Um, oh, I was grieving with her. No, I was saying goodbye, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so she, she loved feathers and she was a walker for exercise. And a lot of times she'd find a feather. She had this little vase and she put some feathers in it. So I said to her, you know, Judy, when you pass, I really think you should send me a feather. That will be our signals. I'll know. But I said, let's make it more difficult because, you know, feathers are feathers. Let's make the feathers white. So she said, oh, hey, how about if they're white feathers, but they have to come to you in unusual ways? 
Okay. So she passes about two and a half, three weeks later, a box appears in the mail and there's a note on the top and it's um, from a woman that I know. Um, uh, she lived a little ways away and she said, dear Kathy, I have no idea why I'm sending you this, but something told me to send you this. And so I opened, I'm just looking for it. It's somewhere, somewhere right here in my room. I opened it up and it was a heart-shaped ceramic and it had a little hook. Maybe you'd put like your house keys on it or something, but the heart-shaped ceramic was white feather, like wow. angel wings. And I thought, oh, and I wrote her and I said, I'll tell you exactly why you sent that to me. Right. So this was somehow Judy from Spirit knowing, how does she know she had that thing? How does she know? No clue. And the second thing, right quick, my father is a penny boy. He grew up in the Great Depression here, and he would, you know, a penny back in those days would buy you something to eat. And so he would always bend over to pick up a penny, and he was also a daily walker. And, um, I, you know, I find a penny here and there from time to time after he passed. Oh, my Lord. Farhan, here's the thing. They don't make a penny appear out of the sky and drop. They bring us to the pennies. So I will do the thing where I'll go to a, um, I'll go to like a shop and I'll pull into the parking lot and I'll say, oh, this is a nice spot over here. And then all of a sudden my brain says, yeah, why don't you move your car over here? And so I move and then I open the door, boom, penny on the ground, wow. you know, or I was going to go up this aisle. This happens to me constantly from my dad. And then I say, hello, dad, if I'm outside of the bank somebody's just dropped their coins. I don't think, you know, my dad's, you know, I'm just going to, we don't make things fit, but oh yeah. Signs. Oh, and our loveys, they are not ladybugs. They are not birds. They are not dragonflies or any butterflies, but they influence them. Right. And we get connected to them. And then they influence them. Um, I just don't want anybody thinking that their beautiful aunt has now become a frog, or, you know, right. or something like that. But yeah, right. signs are everywhere. Don't make it fit, though. That's the big, big advice, I would say. So if I'm lying on the beach, which I don't do because I'm too fair skinned, you know, but if I was lying on the beach and a seagull was just, you know, flying overhead and I found a white feather. Uh, yeah, right. It was a seagull with a white. It wasn't, you oh, know, yeah. Judy right. necessarily. But right. yeah, beautiful. Oh. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Of course. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I'm ready. Are you? <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Here it is. So here's what happens for me. Okay. I um, started to just feel some warmth come over my face because again, with the vibrations of spirit for your listening audience, you know, we can have the heat on the face. We can have an anxiety feeling in our belly. We can have a coolness kind of a feeling. And um uh, the anxiety, uh, when I started doing groups, because one of the things I enjoy very much is doing groups, you know, 30, 40, 50 people or whatever it is. Um, I don't like going over like 200. You're like, I like 30, 40, 50 is so nice. But anyway, um, I would get like such anxiety. And I thought it was like the fear of public speaking, except I love public speaking. And then I realized, oh my word, it's the energy of spirit. They're coming towards me. So even when you're doing a one-on-one -on -one -on -one session, you can, you know, feel that. And I always tell my clients, they're going to talk about themselves because they have to let us know or communicate about themselves. They, we, they give us some facts and figures. They also might sometimes talk about, mention people that they're hanging out with in spirit. And then they like to mention things that are happening in our life 
now because they love to prove their presence in our lives. And scientifically speaking, I think that they're just in a different dimension. You know, we're living in the three-dimensional world and they are not. They don't live in the same time as we, you know, do and in space. Somebody would say there's a ton of space between you and I, but really physicists say there's no space between you and I, even though you're in Canada and I'm here because there's oxygen, carbon dioxide, there are all kinds of energy, blah, blah, blah. But there's distance, you know, we, we understand that. But at my house right now, I'm in my home office. My husband is in another room in my house. I can't see him. I can't hear him. I can't know what he's thinking. I can't smell him, which could be a good thing. Um, and, you know, the, but he exists, he exists, you know? And so it's to me, my loveys, your mom, your lovey, they're in another room, you know, um, but they're in the same, uh, they're in the same, it's like they're in the same space, different place, or you could say they're in a different place, same space. We just don't get it because we're in a body still. All right. So I don't know who's going to come. Can't guarantee it's going to be your mama. Although I have to say, I'm seeing a lot of the color yellow and I'm not quite sure what that will mean to you. And we'll figure this out. One, two, three, four. I am seeing the number four. The four could relate to the month of April, but it could also be something like four kids, four years. I always go to the month first because it's a simple thing like to pick on. Um, now, I do know a few things about your mother, but I'm going to still report whatever I get. Um, from about uh, thoracic six down, and you know what I'm talking about, I'm having a pain right now, you know, in there. And I'm also having pain in my forearms and to my elbows, you know, as well. They're not hurting me, but they're just showing me, you know, something that was there. I'm also having a little issue as I'm talking to you right now with, um, particularly one eye, um, it could be both eyes, but one eye, like in particular, is giving me a little, um, not trouble, but just putting some energy there, you know, so I know. Um, the other thing is, um, I don't know, um, uh, will you forgive me my ignorance, Farhan? Like, um, when you write, you know, like that word that meant no suffering or suffering? That's suffering, um, yes. Yeah, so when you write, do you write, oh, I'm, I'm really, please forgive my ignorance, but um, I don't know how, I only know how to write in English. Does your mother know how to write in another language? Would she write in another language? Yes. Okay. And again, I don't know that this is her, but we'll see. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a feeling she's here if it's not this person, because I'm just going to um, show you, you can't see it very clearly, but I'm starting to scribble something, but it's not really a word. It's just that I know I'm writing in another language that I don't know. Okay, right. A, B. There's also something that's going to begin with a large letter B, and this could be the, the name, a first name, a last name. It could be a nickname. My father is Robert or Bob. We called him Pa you know, as the grandfather, uh, but I'm seeing a large letter B. The other day I was talking to a family from Bulgaria and I kept saying B, 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 but it was talking about the letter looks B, but they come, they pronounce it V in oh, Bulgarian, okay. you know? So you have to think about, you know, that as well. Um, the other thing is I'm, uh, I'll, I'll be quiet in a minute, but I just want to blurb this out. Okay. The other thing that I'm getting is right. Um, uh, uh, so it's going to be my upper, um, my lower rib cage, but my upper abdominal area. Okay, something is going on, you know, um, in there, you know, as well. Um, and then, um, <laughs> um, I, 
you know, my mother calls me Kathy. I know your mother probably had a loving name, you know, for you, but I feel like, um, I feel like her eyes remind me the eye, like of the eyes of a doe, you know, the beautiful animal, the, the doe, you know, the, the young deer, the female deer. And um, I see these brown eyes, you know, just kind of like looking up. Um, two more things, and then we'll see if we can get some validation from you. There's also something about a box, Farhan, and I don't know if this is made out of ornate or something decorative that's on it, but there's something about a box, and there's some sort of specialness about this box. And then also in the kitchen, I don't know if you still set a plate for her sometimes, or if there's a special plate that she ate from that's very special to you, but she's pointing, I think it's your mom. I mean, I'm. Uh, there might be two people here, but I get the energy of her. Um, now, what can you validate so far about what we've said? Hmm. Okay, so if we were to go back to um, the symptoms, if you could just repeat that. Before. Sure. Um, the, what, I, what I had was, um, I, and, and by the way, now it's off of my body, but from about T6 down, I felt a deep ache okay. and then it felt like the forearms into the elbows so kind of going towards the large joints you right. know yes. um, and then there was something about it's the eyes but in particular one eye yes okay so she had both rheumatoid and osteoarthritis um, oh she did okay yes uh, so i would often massage her back i would massage her arms especially above the elbow she would complain of pain there um yeah she had um you mentioned the eye there was swelling sometimes under the eye from sleeping on that side she would accumulate fluid in particular okay. i think it was one eye more than the other uh just above the abdomen area there was an abdominal hernia that was okay protruding towards the end okay um, so i can i could definitely validate that um, what about this um, number four? How could you put that? And think about you're not an April baby, right? Okay. No, I'm not. And we know, then we know she's been passed for longer than um, four months. So we Correct. can't put yes. it to that. Is there anybody else in the family that's the four? Or so is I was, April? I was okay. born on January 4th. Okay. Now I love that you brought that up. I won't let you take that because okay. I'm a crabby little medium. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, because if we were in January and you said I was born in the fourth, I'd let you have it. Right. But no, that would be us trying to make that fit. So we just put a question mark. We don't okay. know. All right. Okay. We don't know. And it might come after you after. Why am I seeing so much yellow? That I don't know. Okay, so you is just that gonna, in reference to something she wore? Is that in reference it, to? I, I seem to what what I wonder about again because I don't know all the celebrations, you know, in your um your culture, okay. in your mom's culture. I feel like it's a color. So you know how like with roses, if you gave yellow roses, it's like friendship or whatever. I feel like this yellow color is all over her in um, the material, you know, like wrapped around her. And it's almost like it's supposed to be a message. So it's the color is representing something. I don't know if it's a special holiday or a, a special meaning, you know, um, but I see lots of yellow. So, um, uh, uh, I, I'm, I, 
do we call it a sari? Does she wear a sari? Like, what do we Not call it? Not in the, the later years. She wore what's called a, a, a Punjabi suit. Or, okay, Punjabi. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so I, I did portraits of her wearing her favorite Punjabi suits. And uh, one of them was yellow that I... Okay, let me see. It's oh, in the background her? on my wall. Oh, okay. Is that her in the yellow one? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm so Kathy's looking at too. one of the portraits that I made for my mom. Go ahead. So I'm just describing to everyone who's listening. And I took my mom's dresses and I cut them and I framed them. And I found pictures of her wearing those outfits. And I framed her picture with um, the fabric. And one of them was yellow. Okay. Now, can you go to, in your mind? So I could joke with you and say, that's your favorite one. You know, mm -hmm. do you know that particular picture? Was that taken at a special celebration or a family gathering? Do you know? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was a, a holiday. I don't remember which one. So okay. with the three portraits that I I made, each one was was to be worn on a special occasion, but I can't remember oh, I see. exactly which one. Which one was which? Okay. Yeah. I I do not want to make anything fit. And you, it's your interpretation is way more important than mine. I think she likes the yellow one the best and or there's special meaning on the yellow one that you might like remember, you know, when we're not together, you know, or whatnot. And what about, what is the, um, what is the B standing for? That I don't know. Okay, but that's all right. Okay. The thing is that no, no times when we're working with mediums are any of us 100%. Right. We just get some information and we give it to you. But what I would say to a client is you either don't remember in the moment, you're not aware that the thing I'm talking about has occurred, maybe it hasn't happened yet. The letter B, I actually scribbled it on my paper here, and it may even be... Um, I don't know. It could be talking about a person that she's trying to show you, look who I spend some time with here, you know, in spirit. All of the things that she's showing with the pain and the swelling and the hernia and all that, you know that that doesn't exist anymore. These are just identifying factors. And she identified so much with her physicality um, because she was in the body that was going through all the physicality um, that it would be nice for her to be able to tell you, uh, I don't have that, you know, anymore. And what about her wrist? Is there a special band on her wrist, a bracelet or something? She wore bangles all Do the time. Do you wear something on your wrist? Uh, she I wore wear, bangles. She wore okay. bangles, and, yeah. Yeah, she always and wore And do bangles. you have something on your wrist? Not okay. at the moment, but I do and what wear about a yourself? bracelet. I, I wear a bracelet, yeah. I wear okay, gotcha. uh, a tiger eye okay. and carnelian stone bracelet. Okay, got you. So um, she is more probably still trying to tell me about her wearing the bangles. May I ask where her bangles are now? Um, so her jewelry has been distributed to beautiful. That's all she wants family. to hear. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Because in my head, in my head, there's a couple of bracelets and they're going over here and there's some over here and there's some over here. And this makes her very like um, happy and pleased about this. Also, if you look down at her feet, she's showing me her feet right now and her feet are terrific. And there's a word that she might use that I don't know. Um, it's like, oh, because she can use her feet so well, which of course are attached to her legs. So is there a special word that would be like, oh, it's so blue, you know, like, um, it's a happy word, you know, like, uh, 
they work better now. Or, okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm not quite sure what that word would be. Um, and especially she's showing me her right foot for some reason. She's giving me more energy in my right foot, you know, right now. Okay. There's a couple more things. Um, and, um, you know, I know that you're, you love to be educated and you love to educate others and stuff, but she's showing me a book and I know that you've read books on grief and such, but this doesn't seem to be what it is. I don't know if this is a book that was hers that she had some writing in, or if you're reading a book that's some poetry or some philosophy, or I, I can't quite, it's something that's touching you when you read it. And sometimes it can make you even have crying or tears. And so so it's something, I don't know if you're even, uh, do you know what she's referencing? No, I can't. I can't right now. I can't think. Of okay. What that's all right. This would be one of her books or one of my books. So. I, I'm thinking that it's something that she had. And so it's something that you could actually be holding sometimes or you pick it up, but I'm wondering if it has verses in it. Um, that's why I'm saying poetry or verses, or is it a religious um, text of some sort, you know, a prayer book? Um, yeah, we had not... all of that. Um, I can't think of one in particular that she may be referencing. Okay, that's fine. I'll ask you this, most recently, and remember, we don't make anything fit ever. Most recently, have you looked through any of her books? Have you have you seen one? Sometimes they're just trying to show us, oh, I see you just recently looked at that book. Oh, I see you're trying to decide what to do with my books. You know, um, this is the kind of thought process that you, you know, and your listeners can, um, you know, think about. And then remembering that, she presents, but there could also be somebody else. You can expand your consciousness a bit and say, you know, that doesn't fit to my, no, I'm making this up. Okay. I'm making this up to help out, but we don't guess at anything. You, you might, that doesn't fit my mother, but you know, that fits my uncle who was deceased. And sometimes that will happen with a client after a session, I'll get an email. Kathy, remember, I couldn't tell what that rock wall was. Oh my word. I remembered when I grew up, my uncle's house had the rock wall. We used to play on it. Um, and then she was very specific about that box too. What does that make you think of? So we have a box that we keep our prayer beads in. That's the only thing I can think of. It's not okay. ornate in any way. It's just. Is your mom, are your mom's prayer beads in there as well? Uh, some of them. Yeah. But I've taken them out because I've been using them. Okay. That's beautiful. Okay. In, in prayer beads, I don't know if people who are listening know, but um, you know, they can be very simple. They can be beautiful. Uh, my set has these beautiful green beads and then at the bottom there's a crystal you know and then the tassel and such and they're quite lovely i wouldn't tell you that they're these hugely ornate things but they are much they're like jewels or jewelry people wear them as necklaces for their energy and such so while i'm seeing a box that sort of looks ornate to me it's a you saw my size i was doing a smaller box that you can fit things in and that could just be what's in there is the ornate or the jewels or the you know the um the prayer beads yeah, I understand. and Farhan you would you would have to understand too that she could easily just be saying to you oh I see that they're not in there right now I see that that you're using them 
especially if you had kept them in there for a while and then taking them out taken them out recently because they like us to understand that they see us now. And what is this dish or something about the place setting? What is that about? Uh, so the last couple of times when um, a friend of mine came over, we, we set up place setting for her where she would have normally sat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, beautiful. And yeah. I think she feels that that's lovely. You know, that's very, very lovely. Um, and you don't have a cat, do you? No. Okay. Where does somebody that's very close so that your mom would know um, have a cat? No, not anyone that my mom would know. When you went to Vancouver, was there a cat? No. Um, okay. Now remember that it doesn't mean that she has to know them if you do. Have you been around a cat very recently? No. Okay. And then my last try. Now, remember, it doesn't bother me that you don't know what I'm talking about, because at one point you're going to know when you're going to email me and tell right. me. <laughs> um, I have a friend whose name is Cat. Do you have anybody like that? The name Cat? No. Yeah, you would already know that. Yeah. Just remember that I mentioned that because, okay. um, you know, and, and like I said, she could also be trying to show us, um, you know, something else. But I mean, I really think it's the animal cat. Like okay. I can literally, you know, see an impression of a cat, you know, um, in my mind. Okay. So what we really have here is her identifiers, the arthritic change, the back pain, the arms, you rubbing her, the swelling and the fluid, the abdominal um, hernia, her bangles, um, the yellow, I think is about that picture in her dress and her outfit. We don't know what the four is. That's okay. We don't know what the cat is or the letter B. Um, in that book. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to think about those. Okay, um, we've got, she knows that you're setting the place setting for her. She thinks that's so respectful and charming and lovely. And then also, is there something that you would take your fingers and mush it together that she liked to eat? Um, is there something that, um, I can't tell if this is a grain you would make into a ball or um, what does this make you think of? Um, Ooh, um, so she was on a soft food diet towards the end. Okay. So that could be a variety of things, to be honest. Um, was she in the habit as she was aged at that point? Was she in the habit of doing more picking up the food instead of using like a fork? No, she always used utensils. Okay. Is there something that, that prior to her on the soft foods, did, did she like to make something? Did you make, I feel like she's putting her hands into something and like grabbing it with the fingers and like a dough or a, um, like I'm thinking of like a, you know, like a turkey meatball. I make, I made that up, but like, right. I'm, pin, I'm pinching my fingers into some kind of, uh, I can't, it I don't might, know I mean, I can think of like a ground beef curry. She would have eaten that. Okay. Uh, she, she probably used a spoon or a fork for that. Okay. So don't worry about that because mm -hmm. I'm just in my head. I literally, I, I literally, unless you tell me, Kathy, that's not food she's doing. She's, she's, it, I see her hands, her, it looks like this finger, it looks like it's happening with these, you know, um, thumb and fingers. It's like picking up, 
you know, I'm sure she wasn't sitting around eating chocolates every day or anything, but I feel like she's picking something. Actually, she, <gasps> she did. Like oh, she at was. Night, at night, she oh. would like her chocolate. Um, okay. Like we had a drawer that, you know, where her chocolate was stored. And, okay, uh, where she kept it. Yeah. I mean, she wouldn't eat like a whole bunch, but she would have a piece or two almost every day. Okay. And, or Smarties or something like right. that. I'm going to take that. Okay. Because in my head, she's going down with her fingers she's picking it up with her fingers and she's eating it and she i would do that joking. with chocolate for sure yeah okay and i was joking i'm like it's not like she was eating chocolate every day but you see why would i even say that this impression gets into my mm -hmm. head you know right. so um i would take that then as her saying i'm still enjoying my chocolates yes you know? in fact um, one time she was supposed to be doing her exercises and i turned my back for a second when i came back she was in the chocolate drawer and she was <laughs> going for the chocolate oh and that's like, so sweet and i caught her on video i was like mom you're supposed to be doing your exercises she goes i am i'm just taking a break <laughs> a little chocolate won't hurt anybody yes but i i think basically her thing is trying to show you yep i'm here yes i love you yes i'm i'm free from all of the physical confines of my body um i see that you are are honoring me by setting a table when you enjoy friendship you know in the home and i appreciate that um i love that you've shared my jewelry because you see she wore those all the time and those were part of her and they had her energy Im imbued in there and you mm -hmm. shared that with them and that's absolutely fantastic and then she talks about you with the, the one that you wear you're not wearing it today but you usually do and she might be even saying hey where's your bracelet today or something i don't know we don't know what the cat's about we don't know what the four is about we don't know what the b we'll give her credit for that but mostly mostly the message here is just more of the same of what you already know i am well i am strong I am not recuperating any longer. I am recuperated. I have vitality. I have pleasure. I have joy and I have love. And also there's another thing. Um, in As she grew up, does she get to pick her marriage or was she, her marriage chosen for her? Good question. So there was, um, she received basically a message that my father was interested. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then there was like, you know, conversations around that. And the families got together. Um, and then it was decided. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So in my head, what I was hearing was like kind of like a download of information and it kind of goes like this um, for um, uh, for so many of us. Right. We meet people. We, we are with some of them for a time and then we're not. And then like I met my husband and we've been together for 30 years. You know, everybody has different relationships, you know, but they sort of get to evolve, you know, on their own and such. The idea what I was getting was for someone who was in an alternative marriage, meaning to what we have in the modern day, but I know they still have you know, uh, connections like that, you know, um, she's talking about how they didn't do so badly, did they? Because you are who you are, because we were together. 
So it's kind of like them saying, however you were raised, you know what I mean? And what she brought to you as your mom, you know, and, and um, it's kind of a thing like, well, we didn't do so badly, did we? Um, kind of like some people would look at it like, um, well, oh, that must be hard to be suggested and then decided. And it's like, not so. Do you understand the meaning there? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Do you have one brother as well? I have two brothers. You have two brothers. Does she have one brother? Yes. Okay. And he's in spirit with her now as well? Yes. Yeah. So she just goes over there. My one brother, I didn't hear my one brother. I heard one brother, one brother. Well, you have two brothers. So that's not about you. That would be her just saying, he's here. He's here, you know, yes. kind of a thing. And then I'm making an assumption. I do not have your father. I'm making an assumption. Has he also passed a spirit, your dad? My dad, yes. Yeah, okay. I don't have him here. I just have her kind of like, it's almost like she looks over here and she's like, not too bad, right? Because of what, how they raised you and your brother, your brothers and such. Um, but um, she's happy to have her brother there as well. Okay. And I'm not sure what their relationship was like before, or if he had passed quite some time before her, but she's like, oh, you know, like my brother, my brother. And then two more things and I'll stop. Okay. Farhan, Cause sure. I don't want to um, go too long for your, your listeners here. Um, the other thing is that there's something about, um, mm, uh, I'm smelling a, uh, let me see if I can tell you what the smell is. Mm, uh, I don't know if it's her soap or if she actually put some oil on her skin, but she's trying to show me she smells like a beautiful flower. And I'm, I, I don't know the flower flavor or scent, but does she wear something like this? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Jasmine was her, oh. is her favorite flower. And oh, so beautiful. she often wore fragrances that had jasmine in it. Yeah. Beautiful. She had some other ones that were her favorite as well that weren't floral. But if you're asking me about a floral scent, yes. it would yes. be the jasmine for sure. Yeah. yeah. Jasmine is such a beautiful, but I'm like, I'm like, what is that smell? You know, it's so very she's fragrant. Just, yeah. She's trying to show me, look, I'm like a beautiful flower, you know, like I, I smell like beautiful flower, you know, kind of thing. And then also, um, I mean, I can assume at her age, I don't remember in any of the videos seeing her in glasses, but she's talking about her glasses. So does she have special glasses? She has glasses. And do you have her glasses still? Yes. And are they someplace where she may have left them? They're on her um, dresser where she left them. Okay, gotcha. So it's sort of like, like my things are right where they should be you know, yes. kind of thing. And she sees that, so to speak. And whatever you want to do and whatever you need to do and whatever is good for you to do is good for me, you know? Okay. So you can leave those glasses there for 10 years if you want to, um, or you can leave them there and move them tomorrow. Um, and uh, it's just that glasses are a very personal thing, you know, and um, we put them down, you know, in a place. And it's not to say that you haven't picked them up to dust or clean or something like that, but um, right. she sees she sees them there as well. Okay. And then I told you two more things and then a couple more. Do you have one more minute? Sure, yeah, okay. go for it. No because problem. she's just like, oh, she's like all um, excited. Does she, or do you like the fruit, the pear? No. Okay. Is there something... Um, 
uh, I, this is such scribbles here, but um, I don't know. Can you see, I just drew this. Okay. It looks like a pear to me. Yeah, is there something like else in the home that, tell me. Uh, I mean, that looks like a pear, but that's, that wasn't her fruit. No, I know what her favorite fruit was though. Okay. So, okay. Just remember that I said pear mm -hmm. and it's possible. We do not make anything fit ever. It's against the rules. You know, right. um, yep. it's possible that she was leading me towards fruit, but in my head, that looks like a pear to me, you know, so I'm not quite sure. And also we can have metaphor and that could be pear, like a pear, P-A-I-R, but okay. it, it definitely drew a pear. You know right. what I'm saying? Like the yes. fruit, the pear. I'm not sure exactly what that meant. You didn't eat one today, did you? No. It can be silly like that sometimes <laughs> too, you know. The other day I said, he keeps talking about bananas. And she's like, um, that was his favorite fruit. He had a banana every day. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, now he's talking about cherries. And so then I think he must have loved cherries. No, he hated cherries, but that was my favorite fruit, you know. So you never know. You just right. you just go with the flow. She is bringing up the word pear again. And so I want you just to remember that for sure. Now, okay. I'm making this up. Maybe tomorrow somebody says, here's an extra fruit. Would you like it? And it's a pear. I don't know, Farhan. I'm just saying right. she brought that up twice. So I'll give it to you now. Okay. Um, a lot of mediums say the following sentence. They say something like, and I'll leave you with the love and blessings of your person in spirit. I don't usually say that because I'm going to be honest with you. They would sort of like keep communicating for a very long time. And what happens usually for me is I say, okay, like, you know, I do generous sessions with people like we book for an hour, but it's never an hour. <laughs> you know, it goes longer than that. That's okay. They appreciate it. But it's kind of like your mom would be like, okay, your mother is um, what I would call a very, um, she's showing me consideration for me and she's showing me consideration for you because, you know, you had a hard day at work. I work today too. We're doing this in the evening. She's being very, very kind about that. She also tells me this. Um, if I had stayed in that dream longer that day, she would have asked the lady to put on some music because she would love to have danced. Mm -hmm. And she would like you to know that she can dance. Wow. And okay. I'm not sure if when she was younger, she danced more or enjoyed that, you know, but, um, you know, like, um, you know, like here, if there's weddings, everybody dances and stuff. Do you understand that reference? I think so. Um, I never saw her dance very much, but there were a few times that that she did. Yes. Yeah, it's very, um, it's like celebratory dancing, like if we're at a wedding, like I mm -hmm. said, or you yes. know, something like that. Yes, but her birthday, she, she danced. Yeah, 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 it's very, and even in her aged, you know, arthritic uh, experience, you know, you know, just that little bit of like moving and such. But this just shows you the way that she wants you to vision her body and the, the ease of her movement and the youthfulness. And, you know, that's how they do it. They, they like us to see them much more youthful and all that. So Farhan, you know, it is, it, I don't have to say it. You know, this woman adores you. You know that she loves you. You know that she's connected with you. You know that she's always going to be showing you signs and, and signals. She will always. Um, she cannot take your grief away and she won't take your grief away because that's your human experience to have. And she is blessed beyond belief at the care that you gave her. She is blessed beyond belief because the sons are her loves, but she was with you.
And she's blessed beyond belief that you feel so powerfully about her to honor her in all the ways. She also knows that you have very private honorings and very private moments that aren't to be shared in public, even with your friends. And she appreciates those as well. And she promises you that over time, you will lift and lift and lift. But when you rise up, you will become the new you who is connected to the you that you've been all along, but you're still rising, my son, you're still rising. Give yourself space, give yourself time, give yourself rest and allow yourself to let me work with you and through you. And sometimes when you're doing something that you're like, you know, remember that I influence you. I influence you because every once in a while something will happen and like, it's like, and I'm like, oh my God, I just felt like my father or I, I heard my father's words come out, you know, and I didn't even know. And I'm like, Whoop, you know, um, and there they are. So anyway, so Farhan, that's, you know, that's just a, a little, just a little demonstration of it. And what I love is that you couldn't validate everything because now you have to think about it and you have yeah. to wonder about it. But there are numbers of things that that you understand, you yes. know, like about her and can validate. So thank you for letting me do that. And I will say this too, there is a gentleman there as well. Um, we can do this another time, but um, there's a gentleman there. He's more youthful in nature. And he is, I do not know that he is blood to you. Um, I, he, I, I'm not quite sure how he relates into the family, but it, with great honor and respect, he would never like take the time away from your mother okay. because we have our limited time here. Right. Um, but he passed, um, you know, much, much younger, you know, than your mom. And I feel maybe more of a friendship, a client. Uh, I don't even know if it could be even related as more of a distant cousin or whatnot, but it's kind of like you know, and his, it seems like his passing was not by a disease process, but they ha may have left the physical in an accident. Okay. And so um, it's just like, you know, almost like a, hey, hey, you know, like, hello, I'm here, you know, kind of a thing as well. We'll do that one another time. Okay. okay? All right. You'll All right. leave me with uh, that. Thank you. very I'll much. I'll leave you with that. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so Good. much. Oh, yes. yes that was yes. great. Kathy, I want to thank you so much, first and foremost, for your friendship for oh. the last, we don't know how many years, but we know, know it's around 10. Like we can't yeah. even, we'll just Our say it's around. forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for being a messenger for me through my, like, for my mom. and Absolutely. You know, that most way. powerful dream. Yes. Most powerful. And yeah. even today, um, yeah. I appreciate the messages and yeah. I... I'm so grateful that she came through. It's another sign from heaven that, you know, our loved ones are always around us and yeah, um, always absolutely. a part of our lives. And uh, I wish you so much joy, so much happiness and continued oh, success you. in everything that you do. I will have your contact information in the notes. So if anyone wants to connect with you to have a reading, um, they can do so. And um, I have your social media contacts if they want to follow you on Facebook or LinkedIn. Sure. Yeah. yeah it would That's be. wonderful. Yeah. Well, Farhan, you know, I know that we are coming up in just uh, um, uh, just shortly in a couple of weeks or so on our uh, Thanksgiving, our, you know, our states, our America, United States Thanksgiving. 
it doesn't mean that I can't wish you a happy Thanksgiving, you know, as well. And so I do. And I am thankful and grateful for this opportunity. And I'm thankful and grateful that you are willing to share your grief publicly because it is only through people like yourself being open and honest and vulnerable um, and, and strong and courageous to share that we are actually going to learn how to support people in their grieving process and how to be healthy, strong grievers. So bravo and many, many blessings to you. Thank and, you. uh, you know, you and I will be in touch. We will. Thank you. All so right, much. Farhan. My pleasure. Good night. Good night. I'm Farhan Dalla. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode of Elevate Your Life, a transformational podcast. I hope today's conversation has elevated you in some way and inspired you to connect, move, and meditate. I'd really appreciate your support by following and rating this podcast. Come back soon and join me for another transformative conversation.